a world where second chances are hard to come by, Vince McMahon is about to unleash and bring the world a new era in football. Again, this is the XFL Show, and here is your host, Caldy. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Caldy, and welcome to the XFL Show. We have a huge show on what is a a beautiful day here to talk some XFL. Welcome to the very, very first podcast, and in today's episode, we will be, of course, looking at Everything uniforms, checking out the logos, the color schemes, the cities. Let's just see where the XFL have learned their lessons and seen if they can improve on the disastrous 2001 season. And of course, you've got to stay tuned all the way to the end to hear Cooldy's rant where I will absolutely tee off on someone. No holds barred. WWE styles just the way Vince McMahon likes it. So without further ado, sit back, relax. Crack a cold bevy, because here is the XFL Show. You're listening to the XFL Show. Okay, so it's time to begin. We're going to jump straight into it and have a look at the eight teams that have been announced and the players that have been drafted over the upcoming weeks. But we'll break down the teams to have a full in-depth look at their roster and start looking at strengths and weaknesses of the current teams. So we can start giving our season 2020 XFL predictions and especially going to be easy now because the schedule was released earlier today and I will be covering that in the next episode of the XFL show. But today, the beauty of these teams are only skin deep, my friends. Let's look at their locations, colour schemes and the names of the teams. And I'll give my thoughts and opinions on each one. And then I've got to choose my XFL franchise that I will support until the day I die. Ride or die. And I'll rank them and see how they compare to those of 2001. Surely it's going to be an improvement. Surely Vince McMahon is smart enough not to make the same mistakes again. So to move forward and progress, we must look back. So let's look back to 2001. It was a simple setup. Similar now. Eight teams. But you'll notice straight away, let me read out the team names and the locations, and you'll notice straight away, times have changed. The Birmingham Thunderbolts, the Chicago Enforcers, the New York, New Jersey Hitmen, and the Orlando Rage. That was the Eastern Conference. Now in the West, it was Las Vegas Outlaws, Los Angeles Extreme, spelt with an X. Yes, you better believe it. Memphis Maniacs, spelt with an X on the end there. San Francisco Demons. Now... Straight away, you can see what they were going for here. Three of the markets they set up in didn't have an NFL team established. And the team names weren't traditional either. More menacing and juvenile, like the Extreme, Maniacs, Hitmen, Rage. These were the team names designed to get teenagers excited, not diehard adults to swap over from the NFL and watch the XFL. They're trying to carry out the WWE craze from the late 90s of larger-than-life characters with ridiculous names like Earthquake, British Bulldog, The Big Boss Man, and Bam Bam Bigelow, and these were the more successful ones. I like the idea of setting up teams in markets without football teams already. There was obviously a thirst for football as the NFL is growing quicker than my penis when Vince puts on one of those famous Attitude-era bra and panties matches. But the names of the teams... 
are what an old man comes up with when he's trying to be cool for the kids. Oh, the maniacs. Ooh, extreme. The rage. Hey, kids, come follow Uncle McMahon and let's watch the extreme take on the maniacs. Yeah. At least this time around, things look a little better. Orlando was the standout of these franchises. It's in the largest market in the US that didn't have an NFL franchise. And it baffles and perplexes me as to why they aren't going to, do, to the, try that same market this time around. That was your success. That was one of the only successes from the XFL the first time around. You're not going to try it again. Does anyone remember that million dollar game for the championship? Me neither. The Los Angeles Extreme pants the San Francisco Demons 38 to 6. Let me repeat that. The Extreme defeated the Demons. Those names. Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell were they thinking? But it's time to move forward. Have they learned their lessons? It's 2019. There are eight eight teams once more. And I think that's smart. You don't want to shoot for the stars. Not in your first year. Still two conferences. In the West, there's the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the Seattle Dragons, and in the East, DC Defenders, New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks. Don't get me started on that one. And Tampa Bay Vipers. The names are more traditional, but still have an edge to them. They aren't childish, cliche, or comic book-esque. My only question is, what the fuck is a Battlehawk? What, what the hell is a Battlehawk? I mean, it's no maniacs or extreme, but Jesus. Let's dive deeper into the teams. Oh, I'll do a roster-by-roster roster breakdown over the upcoming months so you can... You're 100% informed and are ready to roll while the first round of the 2020 season is upon us in February. But we're going to start out in the West. Dallas Renegades. Going to start in Dallas with the Dallas Renegades. Based out of Arlington in Globe Life Park, a stone's throw from Jerry World and that magnificent Dallas Cowboys Stadium. The Renegades will be shacking up with the Rangers in a BEA uniform home field that will certainly be pleasing to the eye with a capacity that won't stretch the limitations of the XFL, seating around 25,000 and on proper grass surface, the hungry Texas audience, I predict, will flock in droves to see the Renegades. At least in the beginning, and if performances improve and game quality is there, they'll continue to make the short drive down from Dallas to see the Renegades play. The downside is getting over the dirt on the field like we've had to endure with the sorry Raiders of Oakland for years and years and years. And just when you thought it was over, the Renegades are in a baseball stadium. But without a doubt, having a team in Dallas is a smart move for the XFL. I don't, have, I don't hate the name either. Renegades. It isn't bad. It suits the region and the fighting mentality that is Dallas football. The logo is good too. It's a badass cowboy. And if it ain't broke, you just don't fix it. There's no point. Why would you do it? Moving on to the next one. Another Texas team going forward. Going from having none 19 years ago. You've got to remember that. Back in 2001, football is Texas. In 2001, the original XFL had no Texas teams in them. 
Immediately, they've got two off the bat straight away. This time, the Houston Roughnecks. Smart move by Vince McMahon and the XFL here. And they've already started looking at options to add a third franchise in Texas at a later date. So if you want to sell a successful product, you must first know your audience. Crazy wrestling fans, loving football fans, are born and bred in the Lone Star State. So that being said, Houston are going to be based out of the TDECU Stadium, home of the University of Houston, the Houston Cougars. I'm concerned immediately as capacity becomes an issue. There's nothing more unflattering than tarps being placed over empty seats at a stadium, and I feel the XFL, especially in the first year, might start running into this problem with a few of their teams. Now, I hope I'm proved wrong. I really do, and the Houston faithful come in numbers to this stadium, but I think they will struggle to feel just over the 40,000-seat venue. 40,000-seat venue. What did I say Dallas's was? 25. The stadium is a very traditional venue, and it look, it's got that look, and a packed-out TDECU stadium is going to be a thing of beauty. I'm hopeful the Houston locals will get behind the Roughnecks in the inaugural season. What do I think of the name, logo, and color scheme? Well, I hate to be negative. It isn't my place, but I just don't like it. The logo of the massive land oil tower is synonymous with Texas, but it's a bit fucking dull. It's like fingering a virgin. The idea of it sounds a lot better than what it actually is. She'll want your phone number afterwards. She'll get jealous and only want the fingering. Never to be taken to Pound Town, not until a wedding night. Is that what you wanted? Is it really? The colour scheme is unimaginative. It's the same as the other Houston franchises. That's just boring. Red, blue, white. So just like the Texans and the Rockets, whoop-de-fucking-do. The name, the Roughnecks, I actually really like the name. It's a shame the other aspects does do bring it down. But now it's time for the Los Angeles Wildcats. We're going, going, back, back to Cali, Cali. So this time to get that California love, boys and girls, because we are going to look at the Los Angeles Wildcats, one of the returning cities to the XFL landscape, the winners. Let me repeat that. The winners of the million-dollar bullshit match. Please, oh, please find a better name for your Super Bowl. The million-dollar match. The Los Angeles Extreme were the LA team back in the day, and you already know my thoughts on that name. But the Wildcats will be playing out of Dignity Health Sports Park. What a sexy name that is. Try saying that name without getting an erection. I dare you. The home of the Galaxy and the Chargers, so the people in the area are already familiar with mediocrity in football. The Galaxy are doing okay. That was a cheap shot. But my fucking God, the Chargers couldn't even pull anything. They couldn't even pull at a whorehouse. LA is not a football town. There is too much shit going on in LA for them to give a fuck about the XFL. The NFL have proven that. They've moved two teams there and still no one gives a fuck. Vince has some weird obsession with trying to get celebrities to the events and big names endorsing his product. He has been seen doing it for decades in the WWE when all the fans really want is good storylines and better wrestling. The XFL is not the NBA. The NBA can draw celebrities. The XFL will not. I'll be shocked if the 27,000-seat venue will get 2,700 people there. 27,000 is the capacity of that stadium. Should have set up a franchise in San Diego or Orlando. Markets that are hungry for football. 
hell, open it in fucking Philly. Stop trying to be friends with celebrities and movie stars. It's sad and a bit pathetic, Vincent, my boy. The name is mediocre. The Wildcats. Cool, bro. Very original. How's High School Musical going? Go Wildcats. Still, it's better than the extreme. The colour scheme isn't half bad either. The orange tinge there and the red. I actually don't mind it, but the logo is fucking dog's breakfast. It is by far the worst of the XFL logos, and the designer behind it must have submitted it as a joke. Moving on. Now we're talking in Seattle here for the Seattle Dragons. They've got a diehard football fan base, giving the Seahawks an unbelievable home field advantage, arguably the best in the past couple of decades. Will this transfer over to the Dragons? They will be playing out the same venue, but will the Dragons be able to even sniff the capacity of the 72,000-seat stadium at CenturyLink Field? It is a tall, tall ask, but with the Seahawks having an absolute awesome NFL season at the moment, maybe the people will be hungry for more. I love this move. I think Seattle is a great location for an XFL team. They don't have NBA team there. So they're hungry for sports. They need some sports. Something needs to be going on in that town. Baseball hasn't started. NFL season's over. They've got to be going to something. Now, the nitty-gritty stuff. The name, the Dragons. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. How fucking badass is a team that's named the Dragons? The logo is menacing as well. The Dragons look fierce as fuck. You're listening to the XFL Show. That's it for the West. Let's check out the Eastern Conference straight away. DC Defenders. At first, I hated the name, hated the logo, hated the color scheme. But the more I look at it, the more I think about it, the more I like it. I'm not familiar with the fan base in Washington as much as the others, but the city is killing it at the moment with the Nats in the World Series taking on the Astros. The WNBA, whatever they're called, winning it, and the Capitals dominating hockey. It's a shame the Washington football team and the Wizards can't get their shit together. But maybe their lack of success will make the football fans and of the nation's capital get hungry for success. Oh, the fucking Mystics. That's what they're called. The fucking, the WNBA Washington Mystics won the WNBA championship. There you go. They're playing out of Audi Field where DC United play. I love the idea of them playing in a stadium uh, in, in a much smaller field. Build that crowd and following and then with some smart head office work, they can really get behind the team and move into a bigger stadium now do I think there are better cities for the defenders to be located yeah definitely but can they make it work you bet your ass they can the logo behind it is simplistic it's a it's a shield it's red and white it reminds me of a soccer logo a bit and I can see a lot of work being done between the DC United and the defenders and building a winning culture there the name is great too defenders reminds me of Captain America the defender of the nation, the oldest defender. The colours are simple, like a soccer club back in the early 1900s, late 1800s, just that red and white. Well done, DC defenders. On to the New York Guardians. Another returning city from the 2001 XFL startup season in New York. Get a second chance, and this time they aren't sharing it with their retarded cousin, New Jersey. But having said that, their home ground will be at MetLife Stadium where the Jets and Giants play. So hopefully the Gardens won't shit the bed like these two franchises have of late. And I think it was paramount for New York to have an XFL team. The city screams 
FX, XFL culture. I can't even say it. I'm that excited. With their don't take any shit mentality and attitude, it is perfect breeding ground for a successful XFL team to rise. It will be in the largest of the venues in the XFL, housing upwards of 83,000 screaming fans. Do I think they can eventually achieve those numbers? Hell fucking yeah. The name is amazing. It screams Gotham City. The colours suit the city and the name and logo does the same. 10 out of 10 in my books. Well done, New York. Onto the St. Louis Battlehawks. Now, what the fuck were they thinking there? People in major markets that are sporting tragics would be fuming that they have been shafted from having their own XFL team. I know St. Louis just got left at the altar by the Rams, who are seeing some success in the NFL, and maybe giving them the Battlehawks is a way of capitalising on those hungry fans, but child, please. Go to Philly. Go to Orlando, Miami, Chicago, Boston, Atlanta. All these cities have a larger population and fan base than the 21st biggest city in the States. They'll play out of a dome at America's Centre, and if you think for one second they are getting 66,000 people at these games, you can stick it up your ass. I will tongue the butt crack of Rikishi if they sell out a game within the first three seasons. Let me repeat that. I will tongue the butt crack Rikishi as he gives me the stink face if they sell out one game within their first three seasons the name the Battlehawks what the fuck is a Battlehawk I mean obviously it's a hawk that battles or you or you, you take into battle or something it's just fucking stupid the logo wasn't too bad I mean if you've got to draw a Battlehawk I guess that's what it looks like the colour scheme is as exciting as spending a week in St. Louis St. Louis is the uninterested handjob of the America. On to the Tampa Bay Vipers, really? I just ripped into St. Louis, but Tampa Bay, really? How's the attendance for the Rays and Bucks going? Selling out? Now you want to set the Vipers in Tampa Bay in Raymond James Stadium, in the stadium where the Bucks play, an arena that holds 65,000 plus? I hate watching sporting events where the crowd isn't there. The best sporting events that you ever watch have had a crowd 110% invested in the result. If I lived in Tampa Bay, I'm going to a sporting event just to get away from my wife slash cousin slash sister and throw insults at people. I agree 100% that there should be a team in Florida. They should be. Florida love football. They have great footballing traditions. The Dolphins, uh, when they're not doing what the Dolphins are doing now. The University of Florida, the Gators. The University of Miami, Central Coast Florida. There's heaps. They have history. They're a great sporting state, but Tampa Bay? That isn't the spot for it. That's for the team itself, the Vipers. I love the name. It doesn't scream Florida or Tampa Bay for that matter, but having said that, the Battle Horse don't suit anything other than Middle Earth or Mordor. The name and the font of the logo look great. The colour isn't too bad either. It doesn't really suit the area, but I think they could have done better. The logo, though, being a giant V isn't too great. I would love to see the Viper's head on there, like, like a full snake head. But it isn't a huge issue for me. 
there you go, folks. You've seen the eight teams that will start the revamp of the XFL next February. You know what time it is now. Time to rank them. Time to take into account the location, name, logo, colour scheme, and common sense of the XFL to start a team there. So let's rank them number eight, the worst of the eight teams. You guessed it, the St. Louis Battlehawks. I mean, you know why the name, the location, the market, the colour scheme, none of it works for me. Number seven, the Los Angeles Wildcats. Meow. Didn't even try with the logo and the name, and it's a last-ditch effort from Vince McMahon to make more celebrity friends. It's bullshit, and a lot of other fan bases miss out. People in LA aren't going to give two shits about the XFL. It's not the NBA where movie stars are going to sit side by side and cheer on the Wildcats. Phoenix or Vegas would have been a better choice for the West. Well, fuck it, give it to San Antonio, a team and Texas, their third side in the XFL. All of those options would have been better than LA. Number seven. Number six, Tampa Bay Vipers. It's the issue of the stadium. They won't pack it out. I know the weather will get warmer and the crowds will be looking for something to do, but you aren't getting 66,000. 66,000 plus to a Tampa Bay Vipers XFL game. And it will look shithouse. Not the deserving Floridian team for an XFL team. Number five, the Houston Roughnecks. The logo hurts me. It really does hurt me on this one. And the unimaginative color schemes as well. But other than that, there isn't too much hate here. I think it's a great location and the Texas faithful are going to get behind their Roughnecks. And I even like the name. Number four, DC Defenders. It's growing on me more and more. The more I say it, the more I like it. I just hope that the locals get behind it and give DC a football team that they can be proud of because the Washington football team sucks dick. Number three, Seattle Dragons. The name, the logo, the color scheme, the venue, the diehard fan base. It's got it all. I think the XFL have done a great job with this one. The Dragons will capture the hearts of not only the city, but many states around it. Well done, XFL. Well done, Vince McMahon. Number two, the Dallas Renegades. The XFL's biggest mistake back in 2001 was not giving Texas a team to follow. Orlando was the biggest team in the XFL in 2001. Sorry, let me, let me, let that sink in. I open the door, invite the sink into the house. Orlando. So they've done it smart this time around and gone to the heart of football in the US, and that is Texas. The logo works. The stadium will look cool, and who knows? Who knows? In a year or so, with the support of the city, behind the Renegades, I see a day where Jerry Jones takes over the team and brings it into Jerry World. You know Vince and Jerry are close. You know they're close. It could happen. Number one, the New York Guardians. You might as well call them the Gotham Guardians. The logo, name, and color scheme scream Batman and Gotham City. It is New York. I can see the citizens of New York and New Jersey needing to find a team to rally behind since the Giants and Jets suck, the Knicks suck, the Yankees haven't made a World Series in the past decade, and the Nets will not make the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA because of KD's injury. They'll have no problem getting numbers to the games, and I cannot wait to see what the Guardians have to offer. I've officially adopted them as my team to support and I can't wait to see them just dominate in the XFL for years to come. Now, there's some notable issues with the rankings. 
Obviously, they don't take into account how the drafting went. We're going to be following that over in the next couple of weeks and what their uniforms will look like in the upcoming season. I have seen some concepts, and I will share them on the Facebook page. Search for The XFL Show on Facebook. You'll see it there, at The XFL Show. Let me know what you think on the Facebook page and the other socials as well. I've got Instagram. I've got Twitter. And also tell me who you're going to be following for. I'd like to see which fan base people start rallying around, especially the people that are that don't have an XFL team in this city. But let me know what you think of those rankings. Let, let me know where you, I got it wrong. Let me know where you'd have as number one. And also let me know what the fuck a Battlehawk is. You're listening to the XFL Show. Oh, that wasn't a bit nice. Watch out. He's about to explode. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. Now it's time for Caldy's Rant. Oh, I'm angry. Oh, fucking fuming. Here we go. This one is for the haters. You know the fucking types, the naysayers, Mr. Negativity. The ones that want to watch the world burn. The people that are so entrenched in their own ideas and world that the thought of change and the threat of progress scares the fuck out of them. This one is for you. If you want the XFL to fail, if you don't want change, if you're afraid of change, if you want nothing more than history to repeat itself, this is for you. You know what you are? You're the type of person that would love your friends to fail at their endeavours because you failed at yours. Or even better, you were too shit scared to even start one. You dream small. You are pathetic. You're weak and you are what's wrong with society. You're the type of person that thinks the customer is always fucking right. You're entitled. You'd love nothing more than to see the people with big dreams fail because you don't know how to dream big. Oh, but Cody... The XFL will never work. They tried it already and it failed. The players were terrible. The coverage was terrible. The publicity was terrible and they rushed to get the product out there. So what? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Why would you think something that happened nearly 20 years ago would happen again? Are you stupid? Are you fucking slow? Think about it for a second. Vince McMahon is one of these big dreamers, one of these visionaries, and he is a fucking brilliant man. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with a lot of his political views, what he deems good wrestling now, but the man isn't stupid. He's worth more money than you and I would make in a few lifetimes over, and you know why? Because he's a dreamer, he takes chances, he has balls the size of watermelons. But Cody, he can't compete with the NFL. To that I say, why the fuck not? The biggest sporting leagues in the world have competition. And Vince knows firsthand competition is good for business. The NBA is leagues above the rest. Leagues. It is the best. But gone are the days where it's just Americans dominating the league. The MVP was won by a Greek freak. The city with the most number one draft picks in the world in the NBA 
Melbourne, Australia. Soccer has a league for everyone. The Premier League, the Bundesliga, the La Liga, the Serie A, even the MLS. And to determine the best of them all, the Champions League, then the World Cup. These two sports are more popular than the NFL throughout the world because they thrive on competition. But what does Vince know about competition? Just pick your favourite era in professional wrestling. And there was some competition. Vince and the WWE had to get better, had to develop a greater product, or else it would die. Vince beat out other wrestling territories way back in the day when he took over from his father. It was in the 90s, the Monday Night War between WWE and WCW took place. And what did we get from that? The Attitude Era? Stone Cold Steve Austin? Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Ever heard of him? And even now, after being stale for years, WWE is needing to adapt. AEW has risen up, and Vince and the WWE have to adapt or else it will fail. The NFL fans should be relishing at the thought of the XFL, not poo-pooing it. And as for those issues and problems Vince and the XFL had back in the day, well, the coverage was shit. Well, Vince owns his own network. He has a TV deal for all his games. The talent was too diluted. Well, we're yet to see. They've got more time to prepare. They're not rushing into it within 12 months. And the gameplay is going to be exciting. I'm going to cover the rules in a bit more depth the next podcast, but if you don't get excited for that, I don't know what's wrong with you. The NFL is long. Going between three and a half to four hours. XFL games are quick and fast-paced. The extra point is fucking stupid. Who gets excited for the extra point? Oh, we scored a touchdown. Time to put the gimme through. We have to go for it with the XFL. Players will be allowed to do what they want, not worry about fines or ridicule. They'll have former felons on their team. Hell, they could probably use steroids and a steel chair for all I care, and it'll be fucking more exciting to watch than last year's Super Bowl. I just ask why. Why do you want to watch this fail? What sad, pathetic, horrible thing has happened in your life that the success of the XFL isn't a good thing? Enjoy life, you dumbasses, and learn to dream because you don't want to be that old, miserable cunt stuck in a stupid, pathetic job you were too afraid to give life a shot. The XFL may fail, it may thrive, but one thing is for certain, it's going to be fucking entertaining to watch. This is the XFL Show. You're listening to the XFL Show. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you for joining me on the very first The XFL Show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, so you can stay up to date. Subscribe. Podcasts will be coming out once a week at least. It will be bumped up to two once the season starts. Next week, we'll start breaking down the rules, the teams, and maybe even have a look at the schedule and uniforms. Let's get it all together. Thank you very much for watching. It's been cool, It's been a lot of fun. This was The XFL Show. You're listening to The XFL Show. Thanks for listening, good-looking people.